Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. This morning, thank you for taking the moment to, uh, of your day to join us, to worship God, and to learn from His Word, the Bible. My name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here. And moments like these are important. It's important in our discipleship, our following of God. It, but, it, but, it, but it's a moment to take time to rest and to pause each week. Uh, and it's a good tempo of life. We, we take time to rest in all kinds of things in life. Like, for instance, in, 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 in cooking. It's vital in cooking to, to let things rest, especially if you're working with dough, you know, to let the bread dough rise and things like that. It's also, uh, if you're barbecuing, now I... I have just got a uh, new uh, smoker grill. Uh, by the way, it's a Traeger, just so you know. And, and it's, it, uh, did you know that it has an app and you can actually control it from your phone? It's really kind of cool. Anyways, but it, 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 I'm learning about how to uh, smoke all this meat and stuff like that. And one of the things that I'm learning is that it's really important to have it rest. You can take your brisket out and wrap it in paper and let it rest for a while because it's really important for that. Rest is important. In exercise, it's the same thing. It's actually those times where we pause and rest is what builds the muscle uh, intense times, you know, you're having a tense time, a little argument with somebody, it's good to pause and to take a moment and, and, and kind of gather your thoughts and then come back and talk more intelligently. And it's also so important that we stop the pull of self-interest and, and, and focus on the greatness of God. Psalm 92 that we're going to be looking at this morning is a song in these times to pause and to focus on God. If you, if you have your Bible and it's there, you, you'll notice the, the subtitle reads, a psalm, a song for Sabbath. Uh, a Sabbath is a, is a moment of rest. Actually, Leviticus 23, verse 3 says it like this. Six days you shall, uh, shall work be done, but on the seventh day is a, it is a Sabbath, a, a solemn rest, a, a holy uh, convocation. It's a gathering that you should not do work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwelling places. Uh, this command is also found in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 to, to 15, and Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 to 11. And though some don't believe that we should, are required as Christians today to follow a strict Sabbath, uh, if you want to see some verses on that, Colossians chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, and Romans chapter 14, verse 5, and yet, yet taking time to stop... And, to, and to our work and to focus on God is really important for our routine as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, as one who wants to know God. It, it's, it's like with all our other health routines, you know, uh, health routines, cleaning routines, maintenance routines. It is good to take and make a regular time where we celebrate and, and, and revel in God's greatness. Uh, uh, psalm 145, you might want to write it down and look at it later. It's a great psalm. It's a, it's a song of, of shouting out the greatness of God. Verse three, it says that, that we, you know, God is great and, and his, his greatness is unsearchable. Uh, that doesn't mean it can't be sought out. It means that there's no end to the amount of greatness you can express about God. And in that, as we express these things about God and, and how great and awesome and wonderful and amazing, we learn more about God, and we enjoy that, and, and that's important for us to know God. As, as 1 Peter 1.3 says, that His, that's God's divine power, has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, catch this, through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. You see, knowing God and being regularly reminded of His greatness helps us to thrive. 
And so we should stop, we should pause, we should, we should stop and follow the instructions in, in Psalm 92 to take a pause and sing of the, of the greatness of God. Psalm 92 is another uh, song to live by in our teaching series from the Bible book of Psalms. We've been going through the last few weeks the Bible book of Psalms and encourage you to, you know, if, you, if you haven't heard any backlog and listen to some others and, and that. But Psalm 92's instruct, uh, structure and meaning center around the greatness of God. Uh, it, it, in this, it encourages us a, a three-fold uh, challenge to pause and set our focus on God. See, for singing of the God's greatness causes us to thrive. And so I would like for this morning for us to dive into this psalm and to uh, spend some time and look at these challenges. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind standing to your feet right where you're at, uh, just go ahead and stand to your feet. Let's pray and ask God to bless our time. Would you do that? Let's pray together. Father God, thanks for just the, the reality of what it takes to follow you and to be one of your followers as Lorena was talking about in the choice of that. But also there's a choice to take these moments where we pause and soak in and how great and magnificent and wonderful you are. And so God, I'm asking that you would just take this moment, this time, and help us really understand you more, to, to walk away from our time together that we really grasp even a little bit better the greatness of you and, and all the benefits of that. And Lord, help us to truly sing of your greatness this morning. So use this time and this moment, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat, and I encourage you to uh, take out either a note page, or if you're able to, go to our web page. That QR code, I think, will pop up in a moment. Yeah, there it is. And, and you can uh, scan that, and it'll take you to a section where you can uh, look at a note page that you can download. Uh, uh, you can also get a study guide that's on there that you can download. If you, you, can go, if you get our app that's on our phone, uh, on your phone, you can use that. There's a fill-inable outline you can kind of interact with there all these things we all these tools we give you are to help you to use this sermon this time looking into God's word this study as a springboard for your uh, Bible study this week you can look at some of those extra verses that I'll mention you can there's all kinds of ways the revive section of our website has it in there you can just go on our website look for revive and you can find out great ways we also do a podcast where this week you'll be hearing from some of us who've studied this verse uh, study this chapter and verses and delve a little bit deeper into that and so I encourage you to be part of that as we go this but Psalm uh, 92 is a very interesting psalm it's it's structure the structure of this song focuses our attention on the greatness of God uh, Psalm 92 8 is the is the center verse there it's it's the verse that says but you O Lord are on high forever they're, they're singing of the the greatness of God there and, and talking about Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's the name of God, Yahweh. Uh, we'll delve into that in a moment. But this is the center verse. Uh, it, it, is, it is preceded by, by, by seven lines containing 52 words in the Hebrew. And, 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 and they speak, uh, verses 1 to 4 speak as a praise of God. Uh, verses uh, 5 to 7 talk of how the foolish it is to not uh, grasp God. And, and, and even though they prosper, they, they, they are still foolish. And then the, the main verse, uh, verse 8, and then there's seven lines and, and 52 words after that. And verses 9 and 11 explain the demise of evildoers. And, and verses 12 to 15 talk about the flourishing of the godly who, who sing out praise of God. And so I'd like us to walk through these, these encouragements, these, these focuses on God's greatness, for singing of God's greatness causes us to thrive. Well, the first challenge here is remember God's greatness overcomes. 
Now I've asked uh, Sarah Chaudhry to, to read verses one to seven from Psalm 92. And so Sarah, if you wouldn't mind taking that away. Wonderful. Thank you, Sarah. And yes, it is good, both right and pleasant, to focus on how amazing and incredible and wonderful and beautiful and majestic and awesome God is. It is good. And singing of God's goodness causes us to thrive. It's good to declare God's greatness, to declare is to emphatically and authoritatively speak out. Uh, we do that a lot when we, when we send uh, different cards. Uh, I, uh, I actually save most every card I receive. Uh, these are some from, from home. I, I've got a whole box in my office. So here's one from my wife uh, for a wonderful man I married. Woo! Uh, and there's some things in here that I, yeah, I definitely can't read those. Um, and this one from... Uh, from my uh, grandkids, it, you know, happy birthday, Papa, and there's a yeah, happy birthday, we, you know, credibly grateful. Oh, wow, hey, look, there's actually money in here. Wow, that's a, that's a plus, and, and things like that. But these things are de- declarations of, uh, of just things that people feel about me and, 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 and encouragement, and I love these things. I, I uh, um, wanted, my wife, Christy, had a birthday this, uh, this past week, uh, her birthday is on inauguration day, and so I wanted to get her a fun card like this. And look, check this card out. Look at this. Whoa! Isn't that pretty cool? And then I wrote some nice things inside here that I, they're they're private, so I will read them. I wanted to declare my love for her and and just how much I appreciate her. And and we love times of declaration like that. And those are important where we speak emphatically and 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 authoritatively and speak out about how we feel about someone, and we should do the same with God, how, how wonderful and, how, how, uh, uh, and speak of God's blessings and, uh, from the first part of the day to the last part of the day. What's something that you could declare about God? Uh, if you're at home, maybe turn to the person next to you and, and say, this is what I want to declare about God. He's amazing and wonderful and beautiful and awesome and incredible and whatever it is. If you're online, uh, chat in, you know, just, just write in some things you want to declare about God. Oh, God is great. God is amazing. God is merciful. Oh, whatever it is, write those down. And it is good. It is good to declare, to emphatically and authoritatively speak out the wonderful blessings of God. Why is it good to declare these, these, the greatness of God? Verses four and five encourage us. For you, O Lord, have made, glad, made me glad by your works, at the works of your hand, I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. Uh, it makes us glad because we see, the, we see God at work. His work reminds us that he is real. 
We, when, we, when we see the answer to prayer, um, a number of years ago is when we went on a mission trip to India. Uh, this woman came up. She was troubled, they said, by an evil spirit. So we prayed. We prayed like crazy. And we saw all of a sudden she just crumpled down and she was released from that. Wow, we were glad. She was glad even more. Uh, the works of God remind us that he's in control. Like his miraculous timing when we just happen to meet that certain person that we've been thinking about or praying about or they happen to call or whatever, and, and it's just a, a miraculous orchestration of God as he worked things out, and, and it makes us glad. We look at God's work, his work of creation, and it reminds us of who God is, that, that God is very creative. He, he, just look at the wonders of all the beautiful plants that are out there and trees and, and, and animals and bugs and birds and, and all kinds of things. It makes us think of how amazing God is, his beauty, and, and really kind of how fun God is. It's like, have you ever seen a halibut? It's like God took a fish and kind of slammed it on the ground uh, on the bottom of the floor and his eyes turned sideways and he just sits there. I mean, it's just crazy. And some of the things, really, have you ever looked at a lemur? I mean, their eyes bug out. They're just, they're just cute. God has done some creative things and it just makes us laugh and have fun with. And, and his works remind us of who he is and it makes us glad. What are the works of God in your life that has made you glad? Maybe turn to the person next to you or, or chat in. Uh, what are some of those things? Maybe it's just the, the way he made the, the beautiful sunrise or the sunset or how you've sat at the ocean and, and seen the crashing waves and have been enthralled by that or just seen the beauty of his creation. What is it? What is it that, that his works that just make you glad? See, God is great as Psalm 92.5 declares. He is mighty and wonderful to declare the greatness of God, to sing out his praise <clears throat> of his name, the Lord God Almighty is to acknowledge his rightful place in our life. There's a song that we're going to sing in just a moment called A Beautiful Name where <clears throat> one of the lines says, there is no rival. And when we declare the greatness of God, we're saying there is no rival. There is no equal, uh, not even self, self uh, that we're, that there's no rival to his authority, his, his influence, his, his will and his way. And so the question comes is, is, do we give everything over to him and really let God reign in our life? Is there a rival to God? Are we truly expressing the greatness of God? See, for singing of, the, of God's greatness causes us to thrive. Now those who don't get it, don't get God's greatness, they're senseless. They lack understanding and judgment. And though these people may prosper, and they do, they shoot up like grass, it will not end well for them. Look back again at verse seven. That though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. It is God who should be our focus. And like we've been saying, not inviting him into our life, but to move into his life and to move into life lived his way, where we take time and the next challenge to sing of God's greatness. Verse eight, but you, O Lord, are on high forever. This verse is, is both a, a prayer and a declaration. Again, the word Lord means the most high one, true God. Yahweh is in the, in the Hebrew, uh, speaking of the name of God, the great I am. 
the God who is sovereign and perfect and complete unto himself. He's Lord, he's leader, he's rightful lawgiver, and he's the lover of our soul. You see, his name is matchless. His wisdom is unparalleled. His love is unequaled, and his grace is unstoppable. His mercy, it's new every morning. Let us sing of the, of the greatness of God. For he is the Lord. He is supreme. He is extreme. He, he, he is unsurpassed and unrivaled. He is God Almighty that breathed into existence all that we see. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is. And let us sing of God's greatness. The great God of heaven and earth the great God of all power, the great God of all wisdom who is huge and massive and unlimited and boundless. Let us sing out. How great is our God? How will you sing of God's greatness? Can you say along with the psalmist in verse eight of Psalm 92, but you, O Lord, are on high in my life forever. You see, singing out of God's greatness causes us to thrive. Uh, one, one more challenge here is to, is, is to revel in, the, in God's greatness and flourish. Sarah, would you read us again, uh, or read now uh, verses uh, 9 and 11 of Psalm 92? Amen. Thank you again, Sarah. Yes, evil will not prevail. But those who sing of the greatness of God, who, who, who place him in that high place of honor in our life, and, and as the greatest influence of our life, who is, we have said and chosen to be the leader and Lord of our life, will thrive. And in these last few verses, there is a sevenfold blessing for the righteous, those who have chosen to make their home in God, those who have chosen to have God be their leader and Lord and chosen to live life His way. For they're the ones who sing out the greatness of God. The first is, is we will be exalted and honored. It says like, the, like the, that of the wild ox who they looked at that and just seen this massive beast and saw his huge horns and said, wow, this is a, a beast that is, is highly honored. And when, as we sing out the greatness of God, we will have that same uplifting in our life. We will sense our, our value and, and, our, and we will be honored and not deflated. Not only that, we'll be empowered. It says, it says in there, they will pour, pour oil over me, fresh oil. Oil and pouring over was always a sign of anointing 
in Scripture, that as, as Aaron was anointed as priest, uh, as other people were anointed to go and do missions, we are anointed. That pouring over is, is an empowerment. That This person is set aside for something special. And as we sing out the greatness of God, there's that sense of I've got something that God wants me to do. We're empowered to that. Pumped up, not deflated. So we're exalted, honored, empowered, and now we overcome. We see, as the psalm says here, the downfall of my enemies. Because as we sing of the greatness of God, make him in that high position of leader, leader, Lord, Lord, sing out great and wonderful and awesome, incredible he is. There's that sense of overcoming that we will overcome. We will experience a, a, a triumph and not defeat. And not only that, we'll be in the presence of God. As it mentions there, planted in the house of the Lord will experience belonging, not that feeling of abandonment as we place Jesus in that leader and Lord of our life. And not only that, we'll be exalted, honored, empowered, overcome in God's presence, but beautiful and useful. It says we'll flourish like the palm tree. If you look at a lot of the ancient writings and, and, and notice a lot of the scriptures, they, they mention palm trees. Palm trees were a symbol of beauty, and you see them. I, I've had a lot of palm trees in my house, and I love the, the look of them. And it's here in Southern California, it's so fun to see all these beautiful palm trees. It's a symbol of beauty that as we uh, sing out and, and place God in that high position and, and, and sing of his greatness, there's a sense that we understand that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, that God knit us together and that we're this beautiful creation. And God looked at us and looked at you when he created you and went, mm, whoo, man, they're good looking. Handsome, beautiful. And that's how God feels about you. And when we, we understand his greatness, we, we start to realize that, that we are that way in God. And not only that, we're useful. A, a palm tree, this is, a, this is a bucket of dates right here. And, uh, and a palm, and uh, I love dates. Uh, I love to go on dates with my wife, but I also love to eat dates. And, uh, and, and they're sweet and wonderful. And, and all throughout scripture, the, it talks of the uh, the. The, the blessing and the, the honor of dates and how they were that uh, given to those in royalty and, and they were a, a wonderful food that brightened your eyes. And these, these dates, it's because these palm trees are not only beautiful, but they're also useful. Because you see, as we center ourselves on God and make him that, that center like it is in the verse and, or that it is in the, in the passage and, and it's focus on his greatness. We understand our beauty and then we understand that God has given us a job to do when we, become, we understand our usefulness, that we're adored and significant, not inadequate or left to just exist. We have a purpose, we have a plan. And in that we also grow strong like the, like the cedars of Lebanon, all throughout scripture talks of the, when they think of something of strength, they think of those cedar plants, of cedar trees, and they, they would not falter. And even in the winds, that they were strong. It's a symbol of strength that we grow strong when we are, yes, singing of God's greatness and placing him in that high place as leader and Lord, that, that we grow strong. We're invigorated and not subdued. We're exalted, honored, empowered, overcome in God's presence, beautiful and useful, and we grow strong. We're also a blessing all through life. It says in the psalm that they bear fruit in old age and are ever full of sap and green. 
a lot of times we see as we move on in life and we feel like we're useless and that we're done. And yet God says we're not done until he calls us home. You know, just this last week we celebrated, actually just yesterday, we celebrated the life of Billy Dean Cornette. He was one of our amazing, incredible, uh, wonderful older gentlemen. He was 90-some years old. He would sit right over here in our, when we had in-person gatherings and, and, and he would just sit there and he would pray and pray and he had a heart of prayer and I just, he would come after the service to me and say, oh, pastor, I loved how you focused on the centrality of God and Christ in our lives and, and shared the gospel, the good news of Jesus and, and that's how he wants us to be and, 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 and he was such a, a wonderful servant and he didn't stop. He did not stop until he breathed his last and was ushered into heaven. God says that those who have placed him in that, that high place of honor, who sing of his greatness, who place him as leader and Lord, will continue to be useful to the end of his day here on earth and step into eternity. See, we'll see our importance that, and not shelved or no longer useful when we place God in that high place and sing of his greatness. Yes, we will thrive as we revel in the greatness of God. When we sing and, and live out his greatness by placing him in that center place, you know, not just the center of the psalm, but the center of our lives, for singing out the greatness of God causes us to thrive. Taking times of rest or pause is a good part of the tempo of life, especially taking moments to focus on the, the greatness of God. Like Psalm 92. Can you honestly say, as Psalm 92, 8 says, but you, O Lord, are on high forever. On high in my life forever. It's a choice. It's a choice that we all make. Will you take on the challenge to remember God's greatness overcomes, to sing of God's greatness, to revel in God's greatness and flourish? For the blessings are clear will be exalted and honored and empowered. Over, we will overcome. We will enjoy God's presence. We will, our true beauty and usefulness will come out. We will grow and we are blessings all through our life. You see, singing of the greatness of God causes us to thrive. Will you pray with me? Father God, uh, we do want to sing out your greatness to revel in how awesome and incredible and wonderful and beautiful and vast and massive and, and, and just awesome you are. Lord, there is, as Psalm 145.3 says, there is no end to all of the words to describe how incredible you are. Lord, from the rising of the sun to its setting, we can speak and sing and proclaim and declare that you are great. And Lord, here this morning, we want to come and to acknowledge your greatness in our life. Lord, that you are the center, that you are the one that we look to. Lord, forgive us for those times that we put ourselves in that place of greatness, that we put other things in the place of greatness. Lord, we know that when we place you there, life aligns. It's the way it's supposed to be. We were designed that way. And here this morning, we do sing of your greatness. 
great and magnificent God. What a beautiful name. There is no rival. Lord, may that be our prayer today. And Lord, because of you, Jesus, we pray. Amen. As we sing this song and our challenge to, to really lift up and sing of the greatness of God, make this a moment for you. Make this a moment for you where you can maybe confess some sin to God or maybe you confess the fact that other things have put in that segment of greatness in your life. Or maybe it's been really you. You thought, well, I'm, I'm pretty, t-, you know, great. And you focused a lot of your attention on you. Maybe it's time to step away from that and to actually focus on God, on Christ, and let there be no rival. Let's continue in our worship.